welcome to a women's brew where women talk about beer today we're sampling a selection of beers created when breweries and very much not breweries collaborate i'm joanne and this is tori Sup? and we're two beer loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer come join us excited uh slightly nervous about <laughs> the first one that we're drinking i already know what the beer tastes the one, like this is the one that's gonna make you nervous this is this one <laughs> uh well i'm not even like nervous because i know what it tastes like i'm not necessarily looking forward right. to like, we should really. actually clarify to the listeners in case they didn't pick up from the from the intro what we're actually doing yeah um, so you may have seen dear listeners and watchers that um breweries particularly a certain northern monk brewery uh like to do collaboration beers with like people that don't make beer um sometimes they, it's sometimes, random sometimes <laughs> it's really random like ron seal beers we'll that get to that that's particularly weird um but there's been quite a few popping up where breweries have made beers that either reflect the flavours of that product or might even contain that product. Um, so we're going to look at a few of those today. Yeah. So um, worth noting, I think like we originally wanted to see this episode quite a while ago. The first time I had the idea that we should do this was back when it was the Seven Brothers did the collaboration yeah. with the pizza. And I think we sort of touched upon that at another time in the past. Yeah, we um, did savoury beers, I think. We did, yeah, we did savoury beers, uh, but so many more coming from the brewery that rhymes yeah. with Schmorther and Schmunk <laughs> have come up with these like random collaborations yes. and we managed to get <laughs> some, some more actually at our fingertips one of the ones i think we mentioned i actually got hands-on when i went to the u.s which is going to be our first beer so we might as well go right into that and that is yingling's hershey's chocolate porter i'm excited uh yeah i'm not gonna say anything because I want to know what you think Don't of it. Don't dull my sparkle. I'm not dulling your Great. sparkle. So we, and but she also I also back. shout. No, I didn't bring this back. Shout oh. out to my work because oh. they go to Costco and pick up things at Costco. And apparently, they used to get these all the time for our kitchen, and okay. they stopped getting them for a while, and then um, they popped up again. And I was like, please for a podcast episode, may I steal two of these? I was like, I will pay for them, and they were like. <laughs> I will go ahead and just let you have them. And I was like, oh, thank you. So shout out to my work. I'm not going to nice. name where I work, but they are. I want to name where I work because they're amazing, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not going to do it for GDPR reasons. So <laughs> we're going to start with some Hershey's chocolate milk. Yeah, I would have brought you actual Hershey's, but I did actually bring those to my office and um, it was for a piss take. And we'll talk about why it was for a piss take. Hershey's you want to do like beer think, first before no, you have the no, Hershey's? No, I think we should do the product first. Do you not want to have a but, sip of that, then have that fine. to know what it tastes like? Because yeah. once you have that, you might go, it might change your feeling on what okay. this tastes like. So what do you get immediately from that? So I'm getting dark, bitter chocolate. Yeah. A little bit of roastiness. I'd say like... Which you would expect from a porter. There might be a little bit of tobacco. Cacao. <laughs> <laughs> and I get like, re- like yeah, it's really like dark chocolate cocoa powder and I do actually think for me I've grown up with having like 
as a kid we had Hershey's like yeah. chocolate mix and stuff like that I mean I didn't really ever have it in my house we had the syrup the squeezy bottle syrup but I never had the actual powder I don't think or not often that's what it smells like to me is the powder so okay. what do you think of your first sip I like it it's a chocolatey porter I yeah. can happily drink a few of those I don't mind yingling lager though either I like yingling so that's the thing I'm going to yeah. preface this with I like yingling yeah um and I do find like afterwards it leaves a dark chocolate for yeah, me cho- it leaves dark, a dark chocolate, dark chocolate linger aftertaste yeah yeah it's nice I like it I'm a dark beer lover it's and because it's a porter it's slightly lighter like it's not rich and heavy and you only want to kind of have one of it like you could drink a few of those and be quite happy like I'm imagining sat out in a chair out in the garden maybe in the evening with a little fire pit going I could see that yeah I'm withholding my thoughts for the moment um because I've had this before I had it when I went back at Christmas I'm having it again so I'm withholding my feelings on at the moment but before you sip on it anymore have some of your Hershey's Hershey's chocolate chocolate milk milk. I'm just drinking it out of the car I poured it because I took a photo (laughs) chocolate milk it does taste like chocolate milk although it leaves like a yeah, yeah, like yeah. A coating in my mouth yeah but I feel like that's so you know being someone that grew up on dairy milk when I had American chocolate I was like what 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 is this so why is there this weird big, waxy taste oh because it's made with wax big controversial chocolate debate um so you're gonna we i know we have people that listen from the us yeah and i know we have people that listen from the uk at a bare minimum and i know that chocolate culture in those two places are very 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 different um literally i grew up having hershey's like having that on spores um i've been to i'll talk about it in a minute but i've been to um Hershey Park in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania and went to the Hershey Museum and like Hershey Kisses is like such a normal thing to have in the US. So don't mind a Hershey's Kiss because it's flavoured so it's not just chocolate. Yeah I can't I'm not gonna be I mean th- maybe it's controversial but I don't think it's that controversial over here maybe to the, our US listeners. Yeah I don't actually I, I don't, you don't like, like Hershey's, Hershey's Kisses. You don't like I Hershey's could have in- I like Hershey's Pumpkin Kisses. I used to like Hershey's Kisses before I moved over here <laughs> and had real chocolate. I like them because they Sorry. taste pumpkin and we don't get pumpkin chocolate I will, over here. To be fair, I will have like flavoured Hershey Kisses, like not just. And I so what I brought back to elaborate on what I said earlier, which was about the Hershey Kisses, the fact yeah. that um, I brought them back as a piss take was like, I, I really struggled when I went back to the US to find what, like to find something to take back. Right. For the office that I was like what ha- what can't you really get over here and what is something that would be interesting for people to try I don't know let's see and I really struggled because I because I wanted it to be something that was like American and not British or yeah yeah, yeah. English, like um, European or anything like that and I was like hmm, what can I have <laughs> 
and there's very few things that could actually travel well so like especially from boston i was like i can't take you lobsters i cannot take you clam chowder i cannot take you a boston cream pie i cannot take you baked beans i guess i probably could have taken like a can of boston baked beans maybe but i was like i do boston cream donuts i couldn't take you donuts like yeah I, there were so many things that i could not take that were either you brought me home sam adams and that just made me happy i did i guess i could have brought sam adams but i didn't want to like take to the office and be like <laughs> have the 24 pack and also i couldn't fit that much so i would have been jealous <laughs> I, I it wouldn't last very day, long so i would you it. give the 24 pack to your work and not to me yeah it was just it was just a whole thing and to be honest i didn't have from my suitcase for any more bit <laughs> yeah uh, or else you probably would have ended up with the 24 pack but um <laughs> I was like, what can I actually take that's quintessentially American, like recognizably American and not something you can just easily go and get over here, yeah. at least not for like a massive markup. So I really, really struggled. And at the end, I settled on, there's always different chocolates. And I was like, these are all things that you can either get over there, like Reese's, like you can just yeah. get Reese's anywhere for a normal price. So I ended up being, and M&M's actually, I think you get the same variety, if not, you still get um, crispy M&Ms over here and it's really hard to find those, I think. Oh, really? I used to really used like to the pretzel M&Ms. I don't know if you can get them over here now. Uh, I think you can. Is like, if you actually go and if you go to the I right places, to, like, you the, can find them. if you go to the M&M shop. Yeah, London, like, and you can order, like, and you can order M&Ms online and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's not as difficult. So I was like, what can I get? And then I thought it would be so funny because for American people listening, why it's funny is the majority of British people that you meet will be like, ugh, American chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. It's and true. what they know is American drink, chocolate would, as well is, I would, is Hershey's. <laughs> I would only I would only eat white American chocolate. I wouldn't I didn't like like regular so American chocolate. The pack I had, the pack that I brought back, it was um normal Hershey's kisses, dark chocolate Hershey's kisses, yeah. and I think cookies and cream. Ooh. yeah see those so, are all right because they're flavored milk chocolate's not really milk and dark chocolate i wouldn't call flavor yeah, it's cookie it's like cookie flavor isn't it it's not no no it's just milk chocolate oh well, that's no fun I, I i'm sure i've had ones that have had like bits they might have they them. might have had like cookies yeah. and cream as like yeah cookies and cream flavored there's there's always different like, you can get yeah. cupcake flavored now like everything um this is just milk chocolate and dark chocolate and cookies and cream so i mean we my work was like you are such a dick and i was like you're welcome except like one one of the guys was literally came in and he's like did you know that i love like hershey's chocolate is that why you got these and i was like are you joking and he was like no like i'm really serious i love hershey's chocolate we're like what how did he get hired how is he i love him but he's like He's such a sweet person as well. And my thought process was, well, I'll get these. In the worst case scenario, I can take them back and cook with them, like when no one eats them. And I also yeah. brought in saltwater taffy. Okay. Because I was like, normally only like old people. Is that just white toffee? Is that just toffee? It's uh, no, saltwater taffy, not saltwater yeah, toffee. What, what is it? It's like a malum kind of, but like thicker and harder to eat and a bit. Uh, What's it taste of? I don't know because I don't even eat them because I don't even like them <laughs> but it's very it, very Boston and very okay. New England so I mean I've heard toffee. of it I've never had it because if we still it toffee if we it's not if, if we still have if we still have some at work I will get you some saltwater taffy Thanks. and I will Appreciate it. 
uh bring you one because it's an experience but then like some of the some of the girls tried it and they were like I was like it's okay if you don't like it I think it's something that like (laughs) mostly old people like I don't know um and they were like I really like it and I was like internally you're really old I don't know what to say (laughs) but um no I was like I'm glad someone does this is great so I ended up like scoring bit like I don't know how but it didn't go down as badly as you would like the lead balloon I thought it was yeah, that's good. so that's but good. I tried the milk chocolate and I was like this is the milk chocolate Hershey's kiss and I was like what like horrid and then I tried I mean, the dark chocolate not as bad not as bad and the um cookies and cream was not that bad either yeah. but the milk chocolate everyone over here knows it as tasting like sick so Rats. actually oh that's the kindest that I've ever heard normally I just what? said I just hear it tastes like sick aka for Americans vomit Tastes like pick to British people for the most part, except Joe, where it tastes like wax. Um, and apparently, I've I've uh, found an article which I won't read out all of it, but there was an accusation which has been proven. Well, it has been proven to be true or false at the moment. It's okay. being rejected by. It's not even oh. being investigated. It's being rejected by Hershey's. No one's proved it, but. Um, <laughs> the Daily Mail, who, if you're British, you definitely know to trust the Daily Mail. Not. <laughs> uh, among some other papers allege right. that the that there is presence of bu- butyric acid yeah. i think is what's called butyric, butyric acid, acid. Bu- butyric yeah butyric acid in hershey's chocolate and that is also found in rancid butter parmesan cheese and vomit right, and they were saying like, that is why flavor in beer as well there you go so uh they were claiming that they've added it but the head of corporate communications for Hershey's has it's vehemently familiar. denied it calling it an urban legend uh but everyone <laughs> believes it because it, a lot the majority over here think Hershey's tastes like, like sick and therefore they're like well that explains it um but to be fair I mean I don't hate this chocolate milk I don't know what English right. chocolate milk has because I don't really drink a lot of chocolate milk full stop so not horrid haven't really had chocolate milk since I was a kid pretty good so um yeah I didn't like this the first time I had it the yingling oh really yeah I don't know I think it's just because I keep getting that Hershey's taste back in my mouth okay. and I'm like mm, and I just can't Bad memories yeah it's not I said I used to like Hershey's as a kid because I would that's what you have on s'mores and I probably would still have it on a s'more because I feel yeah. like that's how a s'more has to be made but I'm not a fan but um well I sip on this what I will say yeah the best way to make a s'more right over here is it do you get the chocolate biscuit you get a chocolate digestive and a marshmallow yeah but not just any old chocolate biscuit you will get the caramel digestive biscuits oh so you've got chocolate caramel biscuit and your marshmallow in the middle i never thought billionaire billionaire s'mores i'm gonna have to try that i'm gonna have to try that i never thought to try that best (laughs) whenever i'm talking about s'mores i'm like this is how you make the best s'mores ever by the way (laughs) have to give that a go because that sounds innovative af mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know yingling i don't think it's really made its way over here i think it's very much american um it's based yeah. in pottsville pennsylvania and that is also where hershey is from so hershey's um, obviously in hershey pennsylvania that's how they've ended up collaborating it is so um yingling is as far as i can tell it is still indian family owned since the 1800s 1829 to be specific they have a partnership with Molson Coors but they still like the family they're sixth generation 
uh, that's in the business now. Funnily enough, the sixth generation is four daughters. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's the daughters that are running it yeah. now. Jen, Debbie, Wendy and Cheryl. Yeah. Four daughters who run it and they proud they proudly work alongside their dad to carry on the family tradition of brewing yeah. good beer for everyday enjoyment. That's what's plastered on the website. And I thought that was really cool and interesting because yeah. I, I didn't know that. Um, and from what I can tell, their partnership with Morrison Coors is really, it sounds like it's effectively contract brewing. Um, just so they can reach parts of the country where yeah, Yingling's big in America, right? Like you can get Yingling most places. So I think that's only been since the like since the deal, the partnership with Molson Coors, because yeah. I remember probably either just before I moved here or just after I moved here, it was still particularly difficult to get a Yingling. Like if you got a Yingling beer, it was probably in a bar. And it was probably on tap, like you couldn't just go okay. and get a bottle. Or if you found it, it was very rare. So you'd be like, oh my God, need to try it. And that's just from also being on the East Coast. So we've talked about it before, how difficult it is to ship between state, like even yeah. just crossing state lines. So it just doesn't happen that much. So this partnership has allowed them effectively to stretch out to other parts of the country where they couldn't get okay. to before. And it also helps keep it fresh because, yeah. They don't have to worry about brewing it and then going through the hurdles of getting it. So um, it's quite interesting. I thought that they had that partnership, but they are still, like I said, as far as I can tell, independent and family owned. Um, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I mentioned I've gone to Hershey Park. It, it, it's the home of Hershey Park and the Hershey History and Story Museum and lots of other chocolate themed things. If you go into Hershey Park, all their lampposts are made of hershey kiss street like there's hershey kiss street lights oh, okay some of them are wrapped some of them are unwrapped yeah i think it's you funny the foils yeah some of them have foils <laughs> and some of them don't have foils so uh that's that's part of of hershey park that's pretty great and this recipe the yingling hershey's chocolate porter yeah. is there it's the yingling dark dark brood porter Okay. And they've basically just like rebrewed that to incorporate Hershey's. And I've also I've got a note. Bear with, because I've taken notes. So let me just find out because I have exactly what they've used. Okay. So the specific ingredients that they use from Hershey's um are basically if you go on the Yingling website, you will be able to kind of find all this information. They've got, they've also interestingly have a whole recipe section that gives you Ooh. different recipes you can make with various Yingling beers. So I imagine you could probably go on there, see a recipe you like, and trade it out. There's like dips for parties, actual full on meals, um, really cool. But as part of that, they have a QA section about this specific beer right here the Hershey's collab and it says that they have used Hershey's iconic chocolate syrup the cocoa powder which is what I mentioned yeah that's what you're tasting I could yeah and I could smell um and they used cocoa nibs to create a once in a lifetime collaboration along with Yingling's nearly 200 year old dark porter recipe so the dark porter recipe uh was originally brewed ex- expressly for tavern owners and family trade since 1829 uh, they now put it in bottles i believe but effectively it's their i think it's their core range porter yeah. um it says it should have like tasting notes of caramel or dark roasted malts 
um, is what they've used. And yeah, you should get some chocolate in that as well already naturally. That was a 4.7% recipe. This one is I'm not sure it even says on it. Interesting. Well, I've got it on the website. So this one is, it looks to also be 4.7%. Okay. So this one was a limited edition of what they brewed and then they've decided to just continue brewing it because I remember the first time it came out like you couldn't find it you couldn't get hands on it yeah I tried to get it like the time I'd gone home after seeing it and I couldn't um but yeah so they now put it in bottles which is pretty great and then it's what occasions do you recommend having it for and it's basically all the special occasions says holidays valentine it says holidays whatever that that holiday is valentine's day halloween (laughs) <laughs> it it's, does say it's halloween go to beer for me it's delicious yeah i am um, i like yingling but i don't know i don't know if specifically this one is the one for me personally okay. um but yeah but i mean they did say like does this mean you're discontinuing your original porter and they were like absolutely not we've brewed this for 190 years and we will not be stopping anytime soon so i mean if you can get hands on it i do recommend trying it just because yeah, it's, it's, good. it's an interesting view on can i tell you about precious- when i first had a yingling lager because i'm gonna name drop oh okay here we go here we go <laughs> celebrity so, so <laughs> on the cruise ships Ta-da. um one of the ships i was working on they at the cruise line that i worked for bought out a charter company um and so they would charter out so basically someone would buy out the entire ship for a particular thing like be it like for a theme or for like you know they had star trek ones they had um i don't know like there was like a quilting one and like there's like different like they buy out the whole thing and then then that purpose sells tickets and it's a cruise about that particular thing so while i was there we had a uh, southern rock cruise we had the kiss cruise and we had um, Blake Shelton's Country Cruise. Casually as you do. Yeah. And uh, that they were all incredibly fun. But um, for the Blake Shelton Cruise, he came on and part of his rider was that he needed to have Yingling Lager in his stateroom. Um, he left halfway through his own cruise because, <laughs> you know, he had air quotes work things to do. Of course. Um, after he'd done his performances, he buggered off, basically. But he left Yingling beer behind and they invited the entertainment department up to have a little party in his stateroom after he'd gone and we got to drink his beer. How did you get, the thing is like, how do you get selected to do that without having like the whole ships? Like how that like your department? Because we were the entertainment department. <laughs> so is it literally like because he was yeah. the entertainment? Yeah. You Maybe guys get like... to come and feast. Yeah, we'd like because they also took over our dressing rooms and we had to move all of our stuff out. So, like as a thank you, (laughs) like they um, they invited us up to have a party. You know, we all thought Blake Shelton was going to be there, but he disappeared at the at the port before then. Can you imagine like we're going up to Blake Shelton's estate, and then like you get up there and you're like, and he's gone. I did meet Neil McCoy though. If you're if you're a country music fan, you'll know who that is. I've never been a country person. We had Neil McCoy, we had Trace Adkins. Um, I ended up hanging out with uh, Clayton Anderson, who was like an up and coming star now, and he's a bit bit bigger now. Um, 
Who else did we meet? Randy, Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser's band nicked our costumes and thought it was really funny to wear them at the end of his set. And I then yelled at them <laughs> because I then had singers who were throwing a hissy fit because they were like, oh, my God, you're going to have to wash that before I wear it. And it was like a hand painted leather jacket. Oh, no. And I was like, how am I going to wash a hand painted leather jacket on a ship, dude? <laughs> And he's like, I don't know. I was like, I will Febreze it and I will vodka it. <laughs> like, <sighs> chill. And if you haven't heard me talk about vodka in before, you basically water down cheap vodka and you spray out costumes with it and it kills the bacteria because it's alcohol. It's a, that's a wardrobe thing. So that's what I had to promise to do. And then Randy Houser's band had to give me the end of their tequila to make up for it. <laughs> I just, honestly, I've, uh, so there's some indie music I like that on Americana that borders on being like yeah. country, but that's probably as country maybe there's like what there's probably like a handful of country songs that I've ever been like okay or like people that I know uh yeah I don't know I've no idea <laughs> I've just never I think that's probably the one style that I've never been like and it's funny because I yeah. come over here and like no one over here knows any of those people and I'm like I knew who they were so <laughs> it was cool I'm sure they're really cool people yeah I feel bad because I'm just fun. like no idea <laughs> Um, but I do know who Blake Shelton. I have heard of Blake Shelton. So yeah, I, do know I, I drank Blake Shelton's beer. <laughs> he got to go to his room. He wasn't there. He so wasn't there. He'd he'd already gone. <laughs> so he drank so his beer because he left. Kind of seems like less creepy though to be like I've gone to his room, but he wasn't there. It was a bit right. more creepy if you're like we went to his room and he was a hundred percent there. <laughs> yeah, but he'd invited us up there. True. So. Power in numbers. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's. All the stuff that we've one? got for Yingling yeah. and Hershey's. So Tasty. the next collaboration we have yeah. is, drum roll, um, Unbarred and Bird and Blend Deco. Yeah. So we had the beer, which is the raspberry tea sour, 5.2% ABV. Yeah. And we have raspberry tea sour. Um, that's what so if the, you've done any orders like. with Unbarred, they uh, stick these tea bags into the boxes if you're watching the video um, we're showing the video. you the tea bags so it comes on a little comes on a little postcard and then you've got the bird and blend beer uh, tea from the beer and it's earl gray earl gray creme and it's fresh and fragrant earl gray with a hint of vanilla and it includes ceylon black tea vanilla pieces blue cornflowers and natural flavoring um and on the card it says hi we're bird and blend tico and we've had great fun working some mixology magic with umbard to bring together both worlds of brewing in this collaboration using their knowledge of beer and our tea expertise we wanted to create something exciting with a real fusion between both we used our blue raspberry green tea in the beer but we've dropped you a new tea sample here to try perfect for a warming cup of this winter so yeah so it is- smells really nice oh it does smell nice get the old grey have you tasted it yeah I've tasted it I've gone in for a taste and yeah mm. we did I mean we didn't put anything nothing literally, in it I literally straight. if you watch the video I'm trying to it show says, you um, it says on the packet that you've got to brew it for four minutes so I did make sure I got the full flavour in it I did as well it came in a pyramid tea flavored. bag proper yeah. fancy I've got I've got, got the remnants <laughs> The remnants um, of the tea bag on a on a soy sauce thing because <laughs> I was like, that's all I have to put a tea bag on. Mm. Um, but it tastes really nice. Like I'm not a massive tea person, so I'm definitely more a coffee person. So I think when I hear something that sounds 
like this I think like oh that might be a bit too wild for me yeah Yeah, I don't know I think like I said I'm not really a big tea person but it it tastes like tea and I get a little bit of fruitiness in it Uh, it, like there's more it tastes like a normal tea but there's more depth yeah that flavor and it's I can't really describe the fruity flavor because it's just and normally if I have tea I I sweeten it with like some honey or something but I don't think this one needs sweetening Mm. it's quite nice no I don't think so I think it is really nice yeah right should we crack this Yes. Tea sour. I'm excited for this though. So you will have heard Jordan from Unbarred talk about this on our episode. Yeah. So this might be a spoiler alert for what you're about to see as I pull this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, if you're uh look at that. If you're, if you're watching the video. <laughs> if you're just listening, it's purple. If you hold like, it up to the light, it's quite violet. Yeah. And it's got a purple tinged head as well. It does indeed. Oh, smells amazing. Cool. So it, I really wish you could get the colour. Yeah, because let it's me see. so purple. Let me see if I can just... Like, not even, a... like, raspberry red. That makes it look red. Like, when you look at it, it's, like, proper purple as opposed to, like, raspberry red. Yeah, I guess that's, like, a little bit. It's, like, a... It is, like, a violet. Yeah. To be fair. Um, that's as good yeah, if you're watching amazing. the video as I could absolutely get is by putting my thing. It does smell absolutely gorgeous. Just like raspberry juice. Oh, it's going for a sip. Oh my God. This is literally perfect. Like I feel like it is genuinely really perfect. Yeah. And it's got like the right amount of tartness where it's like this nice shot, but like it's like immediately sharp raspberry. Yeah. But it's not enough to make your face pucker, which yeah. is like... I don't mind ones that do that, but I I quite like when it's just a nice sharp tart and then it's it sort yeah. of like settles and it's not the whole way through, like like your face doesn't scrunch up the whole way through. It's just, it's not too sweet. It's not too acidic. It's not too tart. It's just so well balanced for me. It's lovely. So it's like, it's proper like light tartness. Like it's not major tartness, light tartness raspberry juice and then kind of floral but it's got quite like moderately dry finish so that you want to drink more yeah yeah definitely um so obviously we just talked about the color of it and jordan sort of talks about it on the episode as well if you go back and listen to it basically the color comes from the butterfly pea so it's the color the the flower itself is this like gorgeous bright blue flower that kind of looks i'm trying to think of like not an orchid that's not what i'm thinking of like a like a lily maybe is what i'm thinking of um just a very bright blue color so it's native to asia and they've used it for centuries in southeast asia for example um as a natural food coloring for food like they make a rice dish where they use the um butterfly pea i don't know if it's powder if they just soak the soak it with the rice because that's the thing that they do um what i thought was really interesting is like it blossoms around six o'clock in the morning this flower but it only once it blossoms it it only stays for 24 hours and then it wilts okay that was a it's it's very like it like blooms and then it's pretty much gone so they use it for a lot of different natural food colors but they definitely use it in beer and cocktails and tea there's a lot of butterfly pea teas that are out there so what's really interesting about it is it 
changes based on the pH level and the pH level being the acidity. So like a tea will have just using tea as an example, you'd be like, okay, it's this lovely blue color. And then you add lemon to it and it will change to like the violet and purple and pink hues, depending. It's very, very sensitive to acidity. So that's why like mixologists love using it because you can use citruses to make these cocktails. Or I think one of the places I was reading about maybe did like lemon or something inside of the um an ice cube and that yeah. as it melted it, it changed, changed and so the color changed because Lovely. of that it's very yeah. very creative creative cocktail uh, mixologists love it because of that um yeah. the way you can use it as i mentioned is you can use the butterfly pea powder or you can steep the flowers in it for as long as you're kind of wanting you, you keep it in for as yeah like deep as you want the color basically and the taste is fairly mild they kind of liken it to just a black herbal tea which is probably why that's the what they've given us is sort of the perfect blend for that because it's yeah it's not too like aggressive in taste in any particular way and that's why it's a great natural food coloring because it doesn't add like you can use it to change the color to these beautiful shades of like blue and, and purple and pink and it doesn't necessarily impact the flavour much of what you're having, which is good. It can add bitterness, though, can't it? Uh, it might do, but I, I mean, I've not seen I anything believe, that... Yeah, so I believe Tartarus used this in a New England IPA. They did, yeah. Um, and they, when they were first testing it, they didn't realise how much bitterness it would add. So they added lots to add to get the right colour it looked and then I had it and it did yeah look and then it, like it actually added a bit of more business than they realized so I think when you're brewing beer with it they just need to be a bit careful of that yeah I mean I didn't find anything that yeah. said that it added bitterness um that's not to say that it doesn't because I did have that New England from Tartarus yeah. and I thought it was a beautiful beer it looked beautiful it tasted really nice but I did myself question going like oh it's, it's interesting that they that this is labeled as a New England because it was more bitter yeah. and like it didn't taste how I expected a New England to taste it was really nice and I would, ha- I would have had it yeah. again but it um it certainly had more bits so it very well probably does which is interesting um, I did sort of have an adult warning on here, but I thought it, it made me smile sort of reading this. But <laughs> the one thing I found from an article I read is, it says, more accurately, the flower is shaped almost identically to a woman's clitoris. Oh. The similarity is so uncanny that the plant's official scientific name is Clitoria ternati, literally clitty. Oh. And that made me laugh. So I was like, I needed to keep that in yeah. there because it made me smile. But speaking of tea, Joe, do you want to take it away? Maybe teach us a bit about tea vocab or adding beer. tea to beer? So, or? I think so. Um, yeah, using tea in beer, I think it's quite similar to, it can be similar to coffee. Um, but, you know, whereas like people add whole beans and like, you know, ferment beer over whole beans. With tea, you want to cold brew it and then add it at the end after fermentation is finished. Um, Depending on what you want to do, you might actually want to use tea, air quotes, like you might want to use a tisane, which is still considered tea, but it's not got actual like green tea, black tea, etc. in it. It's more dried fruits and flowers and herbs. Um, and that can when you add that in it can add like a real 
other layer of flavor into your beer. So I've done it where I did a, uh, a raspberry, I did a raspberry wheat beer and I put raspberry puree in much like this beer. And then I cold brewed some raspberry tisane and I added some of that before bottling. And then that just adds like a slightly more floral note to it. Very, very much like this. And actually when we spoke to Jordan, he said their process of making this beer was almost identical to that. Um, you can also, you can also obviously add black tea, green tea. Um, same way. I would say cold brewing is probably the better way of doing it. You, because you have to be careful with it because obviously it can add tannins because like what, like it can add astringency because it, like astring- one of the descriptions for astringency is like sucking on a tea bag <laughs> and how that really dries out your mouth. Like, um, and how black tea is quite stringent if it's on its own because it can really dry out your mouth when you drink it. So you need to be careful with your levels of adding it in. Um, but if you like adding tea is going to add the flavor of tea, depending on what kind of tea you're adding. Like, you know, Earl Grey, which is this one that we've got here, that's got floral and herbal notes to it. So you're going to get those herbal and floral uh, notes in your beer. So yeah, it can be it can be a really interesting addition, and it will add layers to your beer as well. I was going to say because I know like if I if I have a a beer and I and I think it tastes like tea, yeah, I I'll, I'll say oh it's herbal, but it's like is that is that sort of the right way that you would describe it when it's yeah, in a I beer? So. Or I mean, it depends on the tea. It depends on the tea. Um, but yeah, definitely herbal would be the notes that you're getting there. Floral maybe depending on the type of tea that's used. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that's quite true as well, because I think, like, um, you've got so many different types mm-hmm. of tea and, like, you've got, like, chamomile and, yep. and you know, green tea. And, yep. yeah, some of them are a bit more florally. I guess it depends on how they've made it, like, what goes into making it. Yeah. So, totally, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah this is really nice. I feel like yeah, really I've, nice I've got another can of it, and yeah, I'm really glad I've got another can of it because it's... It's really tasty. <laughs> when we recorded with Jordan, I genuinely thought that it had sold out at that time. So I was like really gutted because like you had gotten it and I was, I, was like, share it. I was like, oh, you're going to share it. And I was like, oh, thanks. That's so nice of you. So nice. And then I went to go put an order in with them after that episode yeah. as well to get something else that had come out. And um, I saw it was still available and I was like, oh, and then I, I ordered like two of them. And, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, no regrets it's yeah it's good it's really nice and it's just like I said it's so well balanced like I feel like I could easily just keep sipping on it and it's got a Berliner Weiss base and like I really like a Berliner Weiss but they can be very tart lactic like they are they are a sour beer they can be depending on how you do it um, but I think they've really I've balanced this really well. All the flavors work really well. If you're too. looking at the video, the label, can, like I just love the label on it. Yeah, it's just, just an up close of like all dried raspberries and flowers. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the tea. Yeah, it is <laughs> really, really, really lovely. Um, but yeah, I know, like that initial first few sips, it was very sharp, mm-hmm. and then like not very sharp, but it was quite sharp, and then like sort of mellowed out like after the initial sip now it's at a point where it's like just a really I mean I like sharp but it's not even a sharp anymore maybe because my taste buds have gotten used to it and I'm almost just getting a bit of like I don't want to say like creaminess to it but 
almost a bit of creaminess and it does have like for me I can definitely taste like some herbal notes in the background that I think the raspberry is what's like first and foremost yeah um and then the tea is kind of coming through very like subtly in the back and it's just this really lovely blend and yeah I could sip this in the sun for quite yeah. a while actually I think Boutilia's use quite a lot of teas yeah, in their beers as well that's don't where they? I learned how to add Beer, add tea to beer because I went and badgered Drew and asked him how I did it. I was gonna say, do you know how? Do you know how he does it? Yeah, same way I do, because <laughs> that's where I learned it from. Um, they tend to use the Kent and Sussex Tea uh, Company for their teas. Nice, and that's where I get think... my tea from. <laughs> you literally, when you say you do exactly, what you're I was just I was exactly like, where do you get they do? But they they're the people that make the peanut butter and jelly tea. Yeah, and they make a pina colada tea, and I made a pina colada milk that that'll be beautiful to use in a in a beer. Yeah, like the peanut butter and jelly could, like that would be interesting to try to incorporate. But I can't imagine you get a massive amount from that. But I'm I'm curious to know how like peanut butter and jelly the tea bag is. Well, you've had beer with it in, (laughs) like you've had the low key peanut butter and jelly beer i don't think i realized that that had yeah that had the that tea, tea in it yeah i told you that i don't think i realized it yeah that's we, tea that's made, that, that was like that probably flavor. the same night that we had like seven barley yeah, wines and you expect me to remember when yeah. we've had like seven <laughs> bottles of barley wine or whatever it was whatever that like yeah. in pieced outs and barley wines like i've sat here going oh yes and this one has the peanut butter and jelly tea in it like i did not remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was a really good one i remember it was really good but interesting i can't think of any other breweries off the top of my head that definitely use tea in it but i know that it has been used quite a few of the ones almost every time i've seen a brewery do it it's because they've been doing a collaboration with boutilliers (laughs) fair fair dues other than number yeah other than (laughs) this one is um, a legitimate like tea collaboration i don't know if uh yeasty boys gonna matter has oh earl grey tea in it or whether it's just earl grey yeah i mean like i have seen so yeah i also know so i knew wild weather had storm in a teacup so i've just done a quick little check just Mm -hmm. to see and yeah they have blended u.s hops and at least the original ones i don't know if this is still everything of what they do in their current form uh but yeah they use earl grey tea yeah see so, yeah, to introduce the wonderful bergamot aroma to a crisp IPA base is what it says. So yeah. I, I was going to say, I knew that there were some breweries that like I knew used Earl Grey or something, but I couldn't necessarily think of them off the top of my head until you said that. And then I was like, ah, wild weather, do storm in a teacup. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, overall really tasty. I'm not sure when it comes to how does it taste and how, what's the similarity in terms of the taste between the tea and the beer i wouldn't say that they're necessarily similar in that respect i think this is a different tea to i think we thought it was the tea bag yeah we thought this was the raspberry tea but yeah. actually it's not it's a it's el grey creme but it is it's like quite a nice t- like yeah they go, they go quite nicely together though it's quite yeah they yeah. complement each other quite nice because like i said i think this i do get like a little bit of creaminess and herbal notes yeah and, that, and it's sort of like yeah it's similar and, uh, it's nice cool moving on to our next one pretty excited for the next yeah. one just to see how it still holds up uh, 
All right, so our next one is the highly coveted, <laughs> highly, highly absurd Aunt Bessie's jam roly poly pale ale, jam and custard <laughs> pale ale. We've also got Aunt Bessie's jam roly poly. We really custard. have it. Um, yeah. I really just made it and it's yeah, hot. Yeah, we just went and, and made it. I don't know if I've done it right because I don't know. It's fine, you just bung in the microwave. I'm just going to. Well, you no, you've never had a jam roly poly before, no. have you? No. Um, do you want to try that first or do you want to try the beer first? Um, I've had the beer before. Yeah. So uh, I'm a bit concerned because like when I first had it, it was beautiful yeah it was really lovely like i really loved it and i was like bring back jam really poly yeah and it came and in a have... set with the came in a set with the roast dinner brown ale which was also beautiful i unfortunately didn't get that because oh, I, did. um, I didn't buy the set i just bought yeah. it on its own well what do you want to go for first you want to go for the jam really poly first or mm. the or the beer let me taste the beer before i have a okay, chance to, to be tainted it smells nice it does smell nice, but it doesn't smell the exact way that I remember. Like, I remember it being more custardy as well okay. in the smell. I mean, but... I'm getting a lot of vanilla from it. Are you not getting creamy vanilla? I'm getting vanilla, but I'm getting more, like, heavily fruit. And there's okay. vanilla, but, like, the creaminess I was getting last time was a bit different to just, like, okay, vanilla and fruit. From what I remember, maybe it's just, like, fond memories. But don't say we don't cater to all budget ranges because basically they've released this now in tesco which is why morrison's. i'm like oh, morrison's, morrison's yeah sorry i just automatically default <laughs> to tesco but yes in morrison's now and you can get it as singles or in a four pack yeah. and i think that's what made me be like i want to try it because i want to know if it's kept its integrity i'm getting plum and apple yeah i get plum very heavily plum still nice yeah it's still nice I don't think it tastes exactly the same as it did, but... I mean, you drank that still... a long time ago and you've had a lot of beers since then. Yeah, but I remember that because you? I you remember, remember really being well? like... I remember it being like, this is like so beautiful. <laughs> like, I remember that being one of the ones that I was just like, ah, amazing, like, okay. need them to remake this. But saying that, like, it still does taste really nice. It is very fruity, it's not too sweet. It's not like I don't feel like there's like sugar going to rot my teeth away or yeah. anything like that, which there's always like something like this running the risk of it being too sweet. And it's yeah. not. It's really balanced. The fruit comes through really nicely. There's vanilla, vanilla creaminess at the end, I think. There is. And I think maybe that's what it was. It's like the first one, there was a bit more of that. Okay. Like I think the fruit was a bit sh- like not stronger... It's really hard to put into words, but I remember the fruit kind of hitting a bit different and the custody aspect being a bit more apparent, like right. all around, not yeah. just towards the back end. But I mean, this still tastes really nice. And I mean, I don't know how much it costs at Morrison's because um, your dad very kindly. I sent my dad on a mission. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. This is not only am I trying this, but I'm trying a jam roly poly, yeah. an actual Aunt Bessie because Aunt we well. don't half ass things around no. here. Um, an actual Aunt Bessie. The actual ones. Right, you I've can got do some like a well. comparison and then go. Yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna see. My husband saw me making it and he's like, "Oh, that looks quite nice. Actually, it looks quite presentable." And I was like, "Yeah, we're eating it. That's what the silence is." Yeah. I could just eat pa- like I could just eat pastry crust and I'd be happy. Yes, I, think, I was thinking about this because I was like, "What's the difference between a jam roly poly 
and a Swiss roll. And a jam roly poly is more pastry doughy. Yeah, I love it. And a um and a Swiss roll is light sponge. No, I like I could eat this like biscuity crust, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to describe it. And it's like minimal fruit, like it's not an overpowering amount of fruit to make it like too healthy and fruit where you're like, <laughs> like that's not a dessert. That's like when someone gives you like a cheese board and grapes and then they're like, oh, that's pudding. You're like, that's not pudding. <laughs> that's a starter. That's not pudding. Like it's not too fruity that I'm like, that's not pudding. That's healthy. I think if we're going to compare flavors. The beer is more fruity, more the jam and the custard. And like it needs a bit more malty pa- like pastry pastry it needs more yeah. pastry yeah and i would argue exactly a little the same i think it needs a little bit more vanilla custard in my opinion and a little so. bit more yeah so. for me i, I think it needs like a little it. bit more uh, but i this is like amazing for me because i could just eat custard vanilla custard oh yeah and pie crust like the I pie have- for me i think this is what's really great about my relationship with my husband i feel like he's the pie filling person and I'm the pie crust person. Whereas oh. he'll be like filling all day. And I'm like, give me your crust. Give me your crust then. I love it. I'm just sat here mm. eating jam very poly now. I didn't think I was going to like it. Really? I think, yeah. What did, I, what, what did you think it was going to be then? I don't know. There was like fruit and I was like, mm. Do you think there's going to be bits of fruit in it? Like this isn't mm. pie. I don't mind bits of fruit and I don't mind pie. But I just thought, I thought the, the fruit was going to be more oppressive than it was. Okay. Like, I thought it was going to be way more, like, aggressive fruit in your face. And, well, like... But you got to remember that jam roly-poly is a staple of, like, school dinners. So it's not going to have huge amounts of fruit. That means it, nothing to me. Yeah, but the kids won't eat it. So you can't have, you know, it can't be, like, incredibly healthy fruit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until you just said that. Yeah, so school Literally, I said to my husband, how do I make it? What, like, what custard I put on it? Do I keep it cold? Do I heat it up? Like, what do I do? And he was like... I don't know. And then I was like, well, how do you not know? And he was just like, I, he's like, I don't eat that. I don't know. Your husband's, I do like, he- your husband's too healthy for jam roly-poly, love. And I was literally like, yeah, but I thought as a kid, like, I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you're British. And then he, his response to me was barely. <laughs> and I was like, you literally Brilliant. are Brilliant. the British one. And he's just like, meh. I mean, you're the one that's had to do a test, so. I'm you not, yeah. know more than we do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely. Not anymore. <laughs> I forgot that. The second you don't need to remember it anymore, it's gone. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna You're go not going to use that in your life. Right, now the problem is, though, you've had all the sugar from this, and that's going to dull the flavours in this. And Maybe this I is like why it. when you are food and beer pairing, I thought about this earlier in the day, and I thought I'd point it out. When you're food and beer pairing, if you have the same flavours, they can cancel each other out rather than complement, contrast or cut. So sometimes having the same flavours together, you're not going to get the best experience. Yeah, I think it's made this taste a little bit more bitter because mm. like the fruit's there, but I think it's exactly what you said. It's the similar fruit flavours, which is actually probably quite a good thing because mm. that shows that they are quite similar flavours to the point that that fruit flavour almost feels watered down. Yeah, It, feel, it tastes more watery and yeah. I'm just tasting more bitter. Yeah, and there's this not is, really that sweetness it's anymore. It's because the it? flavors are now canceling themselves out. So, this would not be a good beer and food pairing because you're not getting anything extra out of it. You're but then of, the more the you're more you're diluting it. the flavors of something that are already quite good on their own. 
I think the more you drink it, then the more it starts to come back. But it's just that you're cleaning the other flavors from your palate by drinking it. It's interesting though. Does that kind of say though? Is does that not sort of a way to sort of verify? Oh, the flavors are quite similar. Like clearly, they've landed quite close. Then if they're canceling each other out, you can probably say that. Yeah. What happens if I go back to jam really Kobe? <laughs> Experiment time. Mm. I just love it. I literally just give me pie crust <laughs> and custard. We converted Tori to jam roly poly. Yeah, this is. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't a non-convert. Yeah. I've never had it. <laughs> I feel like I've been lied to. Like I didn't know that this was. And no one I really knows. Like oh, I'll have a jam roly poly tonight. It's like proper old school. The first time I heard of it was the Northern Monk beer, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I thought, "Oh, that's a fun name." And then I was like, "Oh, that's a thing. I know Aunt Bessie's. They do." Frozen Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings and stuff. So, hmm, I'm into it. It was good. While I'm munching, mm-hmm. um, this is not Northern Monk's first rodeo, is it? No. I think was this the first one they did though. Um, I feel like I think it was silly. I think this is the first. This is the first one where, as far as I can remember, this was the first one that they were like they announced they were doing this collaboration. Yeah, and then everyone was like. Haha, that's an April Fool's, surely. No, 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 that wasn't this one. This one, they were like, we're doing it. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are they doing that? That's weird. And they were like, what, Aunt Bessie's collaboration? That's weird. And this one, I want to be clear, because based on the one that we're going to finish on, I want to be very clear. This is a collaboration. Like, that is... Yeah, with Aunt Bessie's. Like, that's the official official Official. branding is all over the can. It is very yeah. official it is a hundred percent a real collaboration this is not just a no imitation of flavors or yeah. like a tribute to it like this is very much yeah. the collaboration they the first one they did was very much a collaboration when they used the yorkshire puddings and all that um and that was i think the first one that people were like what the f-? like this is fucking weird that they're yeah. doing this collaboration with a non brewery like this is a quite yeah. a big brand and i can't remember if this was before or after seven brothers did the chicago town pizza i it's think it before. might have been at was no, it, I think before? it was before no. yeah i can't remember if it was before or after but i think they were like close enough together yeah, they were close together that people were like what is happening yeah. like what is going on um and then that's when last april falls they announced they were doing the collaboration with seabrook crisps and everybody yeah. was like that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird one. They fooled people because yeah. everyone went, hilarious April Fool's joke, yeah. guys. And then, like, a few days after that, they were like, no. No, really, we are. This is happening. Like, you thought this... They, they purposely we announced on April and, Fool's. We were going to try and get the uh, prawn cocktail goes, weren't we? And we didn't manage to get one. Which actually is why I think the Seven Brothers came out second. Because I think when yeah. we were originally looking at doing this, we were like, we'll go Chicago yeah. Town Pizza collaboration and we'll get the seven um, we'll get the Northern Monk yeah. crisp collaboration. And the only ones that we could find even were the prawn crackers and we couldn't even find them by the time they were yeah. they were the last ones available because I think they were the ones people wanted the least. Yeah. <laughs> but we still couldn't get them. We so we were like okay yeah um it was weird and so they deliberately announced on april fools last yeah. year and everyone was like haha good one guys yeah. and then they were like no no and that's when they had the cheese and onion lager and the prawn cocktail goes Madness. which i haven't had either of did you have no either? i didn't i didn't manage to get either of them and then they did the uh ones with ron seal 
can you explain? So I didn't even know until it came oh, yeah, out. So I had to explain, you to, you had to, explain to me what Ron Seal was, wasn't I? Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know what Ron Seal is, it is I'm going to keep beating. It's basically a fence paint. <laughs> um, and its slogan is, it does what it says on the tin, <laughs> which is, you know, it you seal your, seal your fences with it and it's waterproof or whatever. Um, but it's like not even a food brand. <laughs> they are literally fence paint. Um, literally. I remember um, people I mean, thinking that was a piss take because they were right. like, all right, this one's definitely because right, so, I think they did the yeah, this beer one. tastes so bad, it tastes like creosote from Ron Seal, ha ha ha. But they did a Saison and a Best Bitter. I had the Best Bitter and it was very good because that because those two beers are similar colours to the garnish of Ron Seal. You I think there's a very clever way to, to use like a brand that's yeah. like use a colour to be like, there's the yeah. connection is the color and not yeah. like because you wouldn't and actually flavor like does and it does what it says on the tin is a is also a slogan that you could use to describe it because <laughs> we've said it many times yep what it says on the can that's yeah what it tastes like i think it's like uh, it's interesting to think about like how that collaboration even yeah i don't like it was because they're a northern company and northern monk are a northern company like that's what they said it was. So you you did you did a tasting where you used that one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They provided <laughs> me that one. It was alright. It was alright. Yeah, it was good. I just remember the absolute piss take that like <laughs> erupted after that because people were like, yeah, what, like genuinely now we are out of the realm of food. Yeah, what the actual fuck? And they yeah. were like saying, oh, like you said, oh, it tastes so bad. It tastes like fence paint. Blah blah. No one had actually tried it at that point. No. The best bit it was quite good, and I had the saison was alright as well. Yeah, I didn't have either, but I, I mean, it, like I said, it's a really interesting way to sort of collaborate on those two, like yeah. to to make it about the color. So it was for if anyone's interested, it's a medium oak best bitter and a harvest gold saison. So I would like to hear more about how that actually, other than just they're both northern. Yeah. Like, how do they decide who approached who, and how yeah. did they decide which one they were gonna? <laughs> which styles they were going to do and that they were going to market it based on colors and did the Ron Seal people actually <laughs> help brew it like that yeah. is so interesting I would love to know more about that so if anyone knows more about that please feel free to tell me um and then this year for April Fool's they announced a collaboration with Pots Gravy because everyone the way Pots puts their gravy is in a, like a, a can, can isn't it and it yeah. looks like like a craft beer yeah. almost and so it's the joke is colored and the joke is haha i accidentally grabbed this by mistake and and... new craft beer oh no wait or, it's gravy or tasting notes yeah taste like gravy. i don't know beef or like <laughs> yeah. i don't know just like that is yeah. for a while when they first released that that was like all over the facebook pages it was just joke city about all of it and um yeah this year for april fools they said they were doing a collaboration with pots gravy <laughs> and they were going to make a beef stock imperial stout and a vegetable stock pale ale <sighs> the time we're recording still not 100 percent positive if it actually it's is a joke true. yeah although i did see um someone else had gone and got a pots gravy can and was just like oh i really wanted northern monks <laughs> collaboration but could only find the chicken version i mean <laughs> To be fair, it was like when they did the Seabrook one, they announced yeah. it on April Fool's and it was on the 9th of April that yeah. they were like, hit, like you thought <laughs> we were joking. Why did you think that it's coming out? And we're only a few days past that mark. So, <laughs> I mean, it's still very much a possibility that like, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, it yeah. is actually happening. 
But then they could also be going like, we're double bluffing you now to just keep you on your toes. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be interesting. Vegetable stock pale. That would be weird and funny. But um, yeah, so I mean, some of the other interesting collaborations that they had is, you know, we already talked about the Seven Brothers one. That's the one that sort of inspired the initial drive to do an episode like this and we parked it for a while because to be honest it was really difficult to get these interesting collaborations Um, and we did mention on a sustainability episode that they've partnered with Kellogg's to do their sustainable cereal series Um, Goose Island I know it's not craft but um, and it's not quite a collaboration with beer but they've collaborated with another company to make frozen party food so I, I actually have some bits I wanted to try it I've got the onion rings and I think they had like loaded chips and all kinds of stuff so I've got some of those mac and cheese bites I think was one oh, of them nice. so I've got them because I want to try them because that's a bit interesting you don't see that often Camden again I know it's not craft but they did a Marmite collaboration which I didn't have that. Did you have that in the end? Um, I've got it in the fridge. I haven't tried it because, you know, they're not really craft. But I was they were selling singles somewhere and I was like... Because at, at one point it was just four packs and I was like, I'm not buying four. That's it. It's, I hate But they were singles and I was like, mm, I snuck one in a bag at one point and I was like, at some point I'll try that. Uh, yeah. That's I it. don't really I, like Marmite though, so I don't hold high hopes. <laughs> I hate Marmite. I really hate Marmite. Yeah. But I had to twiggle I've... it yesterday because someone was like, oh, they're not that Marmite. No. No, they're terrible. They're actually terrible. Oh, not a fan. But I've heard that the Marmite beer is not actually meant to taste like... It's, it was like... It's smoky, isn't it? It's supposed to be smoky. Yeah. Which is what I picked up because I like smoky beer. So it was similar to... Craft, so <laughs> It's similar to another name drop, Oscar Blues, where they had yeah. the mustard beer where we did the barbecue episode. You brewed us the mustard beer because we couldn't yeah. get Oscar Blueses. Um, they did the collaboration with French's and like Camden... I've been told like that that one wasn't meant to be tasting like mustard. Yeah. It was similar taste to like a company foods that you'd use mustard on. So yeah. I think it was kind of similar with the Marmite one as well. Similar vibes. Um, I mean, a whole bunch of breweries. I think the two easiest things to do collaboration wise, like breweries where you're going from your brewery and a non-brewery collaboration is always coffee and chocolate. So yeah. A bunch of breweries do those collaborations like heist have done a collaboration with bullion chocolate recently i've got a can of that stout um it was a chocolate stout lots of breweries do chocolate collabs yeah. and then um a lot of a lot of them as well do coffee ones like siren literally has a whole barista <laughs> series yeah. where they use coffee yeah um i think like a good one we love talking about girls who grind just yeah for their they whole ethos collaborations with literally cl- Cloudwater. Mondo, they've done one with and, and it was girls that grinds coffee that we put in our international women's collaboration brew day beer with heist so. it absolutely was yeah. and the yonder one sounds amazing it was a caramel frap breakfast out oh, it's yeah. called a ritual it union i haven't had it but it sounds really I've, good, that so. I've wanted to get it and i didn't manage to mm. so many beers so little time for me it's so so many beers so little budget to get <laughs> that too that too. it's a problem you have to like make decisions like conscious yeah. decisions of like what can i actually use when i spend my money and not just keep buying them yeah because i feel like i only get around to drinking the podcast beers half of the time anyways mm. how do you think they stack up together these two um i think the beer is more fruity and vanilla and i think if you wanted it to truly taste like jam roly poly you needed a bit more malt to come through with it through it 
However, I think it is a nice little representation. It is a delicious beer. And yeah. Jam Roly Poly is really good. So I would agree. Like I said, I mean, I'm still maintaining that. I don't think it's quite as high up the scale for yeah, me and my taste bud let's it was small but, batch and now it's made on the scale for morrison's throughout yeah. the country so all, all i'm saying is like when i'm rating it compared to how it was yeah. it doesn't stack as high but it's still quite enjoyable and yeah. it's i think quite summery you know it's fairly easily accessible now as well mm. in that it's in the morrison's so it's definitely i think it's worth trying if you've not tried yeah. it if you've not tried it it's definitely worth trying to get it and you like the flavors of jam roly poly mm. And you like fruity flavours in your beer. All right, so Ooh. our next one. Our last one. Our last one, indeed. Our last one, indeed, is Iron Brew Sour from uh, Fort City. It and may be very similar to a popular Scottish beverage. Right, let's have a look. Yeah. Um, to be fair, this one's just a bit of fun because it's yeah. not, this one's not a legitimate collaboration. We just yeah. added this on to the end. A, because we wanted to try it and B, I think they've actually done. Mine's a bit lighter. I don't know how yours looks lighter. Mine's definitely. Yeah, mine's lighter. You can see in the picture. Mine looks spot on. Mine's just, <laughs> mine's just kind of gold. If I can hold That's on, let me try to get you. Colors. Let me try to get a photo of the actual colors. I mean, I can see it on the. I can see it on you. It's difficult screen. to. I feel it's difficult to tell on the computer screen because it makes it like one thing, but it properly is. It's properly the same colours. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think I've ever tried an iron brew. How? How is that possible? Well, so the thing is, it's the same colour as a Lucasade, right? Uh, I don't know. I've never had a Lucasade. Yeah, so Lucasade, it's the same colour as a Lucasade. <laughs> My grandmother used to force feed me Lucasade when I was ill because she said oh, no. it would make me feel better. It never made me feel better, and now I hate Lucasade. So that because like the it's the same Gatorade, color, I think so. Yeah, um, but because this is the same color, it like gives me PTSD. So, oh god, are you going to start <laughs> so drinking never it? Drunk it. Like, <laughs> no, I'll probably be all right. But like, I just I I've just never drunk it. My husband, however, his mum is Scottish. Oh really? Um, yeah. <laughs> So don't say to him about being Scottish, though, because he gets really annoyed about it. Is he like, I am English? Yeah, he's like, I'm English. What are you talking about? And I was like, I was like, you must have drunk Iron Brew, right? Because you're Scottish. <laughs> and he threatened to divorce me. Oh, um, so, so, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd take it as a compliment because I love Scotland and I like love Scottish people. So I take that as a compliment. So I wish people would call me Scottish, but, um, but I'm not remotely. I'm Bristolian. <laughs> then I just get Bristol, which is cool. I like Bristol as well. Yeah, yeah. I get called West Country and Bristol, which is yeah. cool. But like, I feel like Scotland would be a bit cooler, but I definitely don't sound Scottish. So. But um, well, I can tell you because I've had it before quite yeah. a few times and I've always described what it. What it taste like? bubble gum oh really <laughs> that's the only way that i could think to oh. do it but it's really funny because you ask people how they describe iron yeah. brew like you always get like some people have just described it as like it's or like oh, not orange yeah. as in not orange as in like the the, the flavor orange, orange but like yeah. they'll just be like it tastes like the color orange and scottish stuff and like <laughs> so i did what yeah i guess I don't know. For me, it's definitely bubblegum. Right. I did ask on Instagram about like how would people describe the taste 
of Iron Brew and yeah. I got pretty much so I had like such a range I did get quite a few responses and the range I had it was like it went from like rank and weird and just overall <laughs> like not good for right. stop um and then I had other people describe it as the perfect cure for a hangover and oh. just and just perfection flat out like people oh. are like it's perfection um <laughs> Greg one of the guys that works at my local drinking establishment he referred to it very specifically as pineapple and aluminum and I say aluminum because I made sure to ask him how to pronounce it and he pronounced it the correct way that's not the correct way of pronouncing it I'm sorry you're, we'll fight for forever I did say to him how do you pronounce that though because he is also from the US so well, then, so that doesn't count because <laughs> yeah. you lost pronounce it wrong. He pronounced it right. As far as I'm concerned, right. it was correct. Anyway. Um, and on the scale of correctness, right. uh, <laughs> Sammy from Hop Sauce and um, one of this, someone else from Instagram, Kev, said they both used the correct descriptions of bubblegum in their responses. That's what I deem to be the correct response right. is bubblegum. Okay. But I did have some, some people mention fruitiness, just full stop, like varying ranges of fruitiness or just saying fruity and you know it's my friend jamie very specifically she was like it was orange and raspberry juice with cream soda so that's that's the range that you're getting and then like i said yeah i've seen people online just go orange but like the color orange (laughs) right okay i've never tried one try it oh my god this is so many firsts for us i did the first jam roly poly and you're doing the first iron brew i'm gonna see if this still marries up with what i remember it tasting like Yes, bubblegum. <laughs> yeah, that tastes like so. You know, bubblegum. You may have heard me say before that my granddad was an ice cream man. This tastes like bubblegum ice cream sauce, and I don't like that either. It tastes like to me. It just tastes like papa bubba. It tastes it's like just sweet. If you are from the US and you have and you like, grew and it does up with remind the- me of Lucasade as well. So that's <laughs> not fun. If you if you were like me, you grew up with the ice cream truck come around to your house with like American ice cream truck not a British one I can't speak for the British one maybe you have this I don't know but you'd get you'd get like a a snow cone but it was like a pre-made like it wasn't like you got a snow cone that they just made like fresh shaved ice or anything like that but you'd get like a pre-packaged snow cone that would like come in a um like one of those cone shaped cups and it was like all filled up and it had that and on the bottom there was like a thing of bubble gum at the bottom of it yeah so we didn't have, it wasn't shaved ice, but you could get a screwball and it would be a plastic, plastic cone. And you, and my granddad used to have boxes of the bubblegum balls. You used to have to order them and you get, you, you got your cone tub, you'd put a, a bubblegum in the bottom and then fill it with soft serve. So that it was called a screwball for us as well, oh. but I remember it being shaved ice, but it could have been actual ice cream, but it wasn't freshly. Yes, and then he, it wasn't freshly he done ice cream. Pulled them, he pulled them fresh, and then you could have whatever you wanted on top. I remember a screwball being shaved ice, but okay. with the bubble gum, but we fancy over here. We got proper ice cream. Maybe I was gonna say, like I said, maybe it was ice cream, and I'm yeah. misremembering it. I don't know. Maybe I'm collect, like combining two different things, but it was yeah. never. It was never fresh, fresh ice done. cream. Yeah, no, these it. Ones yeah, it was always. At least like, that's how my granddad made. done it, and you know. But it's interesting that that does translate because it was that platform. Yeah, like, that, that is interesting. Papery. It wasn't like full on. It wasn't plastic. a paper, it was like a paper these, like, no, this was this was like a one. solid plastic, solid plastic cone, and he used uh, to have them um, stacked up in the van. Uh, ours was like a papery one. 
papery but it wasn't like yeah. flat out paper it had like, like a little cardboard bit of and it's slightly coated yeah and, and like, then and then yeah. as it gets wet it starts to yeah so he <laughs> break had those and then as, that's he how you those... get to the, the the gumball that's what his tubs were made out of for putting uh if you wanted a tub of ice cream as opposed to a cone um he had like wafer cones not he wouldn't get like sugar cones oh, for years i tried to make him buy me sugar cones but he just said they wouldn't sell and he had just had the wafer ones made me really sad <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. This is what this ta- the bubble yeah, gum it, tastes, you know tastes like when a screwball. When you said blue, when you said bubble gum, I was like, it did make me think of the ball, the the bubble gum ball. In because it's really. like it's like after it's been soaked in ice cream for a bit, and then you're like, yeah, your face just, is like, please don't make me have more. It's just like pure sugar, sugar. So yeah, I mean, right here on it, it says sparkling flavored soft drink with sugar and sweeteners. Jesus, you don't need sugar, sugar and sweetness. Sugar and sweetness. <laughs> Hold on, let me have a let me have a look at this. So each 250 ml serving contains 200 kcal. Oh no, 200 kilojoules, whatever it is. 47 kcal, so two percent. Zero percent fat, zero percent saturates. 11 grams of sugar. That's 12 percent. It's got the sad yellow marking. It's like green, green, sad yellow color. So this bottle's got 22 grams of sugar in it. <laughs> How big is your bottle? I've got a 500 ml bottle and there's two. Oh, I do have 500 ml. It just says it because it says each 2 grams of sugar in there, love. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to drink it. <laughs> but I understand why why someone had said, when someone said hangover cure, I was like, oh yeah, because that would yes. just get you going, wouldn't it? Yes. Right. Let's have a look at this beer then. All right. How does it smell in comparison? It smells like orange. It smells way more orangey. No, mine. Has a bit of bubble gum, but not a massive. It's not a. It's not like. It's not the same. To me, it's not the same. Mine are similar, but this one's a bit more subdued. Mine, do you know what mine smells like? What mine smells like fizzy orange vitamins. Oh, <laughs> like oh. that you put in, like the vitamins that you put in, like a the glass. effervescent. What? Yeah, yeah. I know. Halib exactly. orange. That's what it smells like. It smells like halib orange. See, I feel like for me, and I get that now that you. I get that now that you've polish. said it. Oh. But like, but because furniture polish because it's like orange oil. Fair, but this smells a bit orangey. This doesn't. This yeah. I think this smells more orangey than it does bubble gum. There's like a hint of bubble gum in the background, and I feel like this to me, the, the if you're not watching the video, the Iron Brew Sour, yeah, smells like the Iron Brew to me, except it's that but just toned down by quite a lot. But then when you said what you said, I'm like, yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah. And furniture polish. What? <laughs> All right. Let's see. That's Sorry, boys, we love you, really. I know. And um, to me, I think it smells pretty accurate. <laughs> Tastes like it smells. Getting a bit more bubblegum. Orange oil. I don't know how to feel. Polish. I genuinely don't know how to feel right now. I'm taking a moment to process this. It's not my favourite fault city in the world. <laughs> I don't get enough bubble gum in it. Yeah. I need more bubble gum. Like after trying the iron brew right out of the bottle to that, it's not quite the same. I think it tastes more orange. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, because comp- it's not just straight orange, but I'm trying to like think of what else is in it. It's, not, it's got a, a nice tartness to it though. Would it, wouldn't expect anything less from fault city. Hmm. Well, there's like this odd flavor that's mixed in with the orange that i can't describe that i can see how it's trying to emulate the iron brew like i can see where it's trying to do that yeah and i think if it had a little bit more actual like 
bubblegum bubble flavor to it i'd be like yeah because that's what i love about iron brew is the is the bubblegum and there's yeah. not a noticeable amount of bubblegum in it for me to be like yeah but then to be fair this is it's meant to be like similar to like obviously it's not supposed to be it's not a collaboration with iron brew we're very clear about that yeah um and it's it's probably just trying to get some of the flavors from it but i think for me iron brew is most distinct for the bubble gum yeah so that's what would have tipped it over for me i think yeah um i think if you like orangey things i think you'll enjoy this one it's not for me i wouldn't even say like a straight orange like i would almost even say like a clementine yeah like it's quite I know it sounds really pedantic, but it is. I'm getting Lucas flashbacks. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like for me. I have no no stake in that because I don't. This is why I don't like orange orange flavors in general because of Lucas. I think it does to me taste like once you kind of said like the orange vitamin that you like drop in. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting, but it's very like like I said very. A clementine orange yeah. specifically. Um, oh yeah, I would have liked more bubble gum. Yeah, for me it's drinkable because I don't have a bad experience. <laughs> I'm like I totally empathise because yeah. it's like I got food poisoning from McDonald's when I was like five, and I don't eat McDonald's. Like I just, yeah. I was up all night throwing up. I like I yeah. know that's a negative time for me, yeah. so I just can't even. Yeah, no. <laughs> unless i absolutely had to because i don't want to be difficult and then i'm I mean, like i'll get some chips <laughs> it's a good it's a good sour like it's got a nice tang to it i think it you could even potentially use it as like a gateway sour because it's not incredibly mm. sour um the flavors are just not for me i think it's it's a sessionable level yeah definitely 5.5 percent yeah. and it's not like you said it's not an overpowering shot yeah. tart like sour yeah. that they could and it's do. not one of their like thick boys yeah it's not thick where it's tea. just like you know you're drinking you know drinking a smoothie mm-hmm. like you could you could kind of ease somebody in with this i reckon it's still like a a good bit of mouthfeel to it like, yeah 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 no, i feel I'm like there's a not thing no but i mean i think there's like sometimes you get a sour that will be like really thin and really acidic and like yeah no it's not like you're not no, getting heartburn from this it. no so it's not too, in my opinion, it's not too acidic, and you're, I'm like, I don't feel I'm gonna go get indigestion now. Yeah. Um, and there is a good amount of body. It's just, yeah, I do want more bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all we got. Yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. I won't be I drinking thought, iron brew again though. I I thought we'd end on that one just because I had no idea that you <laughs> didn't have iron brew before yeah. or anything. But I thought we'd end on that one just because it's not quite a collaboration, but it's just a bit of fun. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think to be fair, lots of other what breweries have done one? similar. So, uh, my favorite, I think it was probably on Bard's yeah. blue raspberry tea sour. So, I think that's for me. What about yours? I am struggling to choose one between all three. Actually, I really, really, enjoyed, yeah, I really enjoyed the Yingling. I really enjoyed the Aunt I really enjoyed the Aunt Bessie's still. I think they're all just really good. I think yeah. for me, it would be the Umbard is definitely like the top for me. And I think yeah. that would be quite, if we were doing untapped ratings, for right. me, it would be quite close to a five because it's, yeah, for me, it's really good. It's exactly what I want from 
what I'm, what's on exactly as it says on the tin uh-huh. <laughs> um and then I think maybe maybe the Aunt Bessies mm-hmm. potentially like it's it's difficult because I don't dislike the Sport City yeah. like it's drinkable to me but I felt like the jam roly poly one that type of fruit is more my alley of fruit like yeah those type of fruits so maybe jam roly poly then Vault City then the Yingling for me Fair. yeah but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is not the first company, like Iron, um, Fort City is not the first company to do like beers and tribute. You get, I think like so many breweries do lots of chocolate bar themed ones. Because yeah. those just, I think are the easiest ones to replicate. Yeah. Now. Easiest ones to get flavours of, yeah. adjunct wise. So um, maybe we'll have to do another one again where we yeah. <laughs> where we do a comparison. Because this is, this is interesting to do side yeah, by side. This is so. good. Cool. So, Joe, yes. if people want to talk to you about your hatred of LucasAid. About my LucasAid PTSD. <laughs> yeah, your LucasAid PTSD. Where can they trigger you? <laughs> you can talk to me about LucasAid and how much I don't like it. Um, at A Woman's Brew on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. That's pretty much our page for that. We're gradually converting that into the podcast page. Um, so come let us know what kind of beer collaborations you'd like us to look at in the future are there particular ones about chocolate bars and things you'd like us to do let us know on those channels or you can generally find me hanging out at my beer school which is love beer learning and that is on facebook mostly instagram uh, twitter tiktok and pinterest or you can come to my website see what else we do come and see what classes are happening see what uh beer related things are there to help you learn about beer uh, at the website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. And you can email us, lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. And we will currently take emails for the podcast there. Um, Tori, if they want to come and talk to you about American Screwballs, <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, if you want to come talk to me about... Sorry, I've just done a situation where I've just poured a little bit of iron oh. brew in my remaining because I want to know what happens if I put the real iron brew in the iron brew sour. Will that give me the bubble gum I want? If you want to come find out how this experiment went, because I'm not going to tell you on here, you're going to have to come talk to me, I guess. Or if you want to talk to me about American ice cream trucks, you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore hopsome. So on that note, we're going to go try this. Is... <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.